Aloha. Good morning. Welcome to American Issues Take One. I'm Tim Apicelli, your host. And today I would like to introduce our esteemed guests, Jay Fidel and Winston Welch. Good morning. Good morning, Tim. Uh, today's title is Joe Biden, one-term president. Jay, should Joe Biden be a one-term president? Oh, I don't know if he should, but he will. He'll be a one-term president. You know, um, it reminds me of uh, one of our one of our um, hosts or, or contributors from far away in, in India. I asked them one time, you know, do you, you support Trump? I was really curious because he was so different in his thinking. And he said, yes, I do. I support Trump. I said, why? He said, because Trump is strong. And in a world where we have a lot of um, autocracies emerging around us, you have to ask why. Why do these people succeed? What is it about the global environment and the national environment that makes a, a quote, strong, end quote, uh, executive so appealing to people? Uh, we seem to need that, quote, strength, end quote. And I think that's part of it. And Trump plays to that. Uh, Biden does not play to that. Biden is a facilitator. He was a facilitator when he allowed Clarence Thomas to uh, get consent in the Senate years ago. He was a facilitator on so many things, um, but not a leader. And uh, he was vice president, but vice president is not really a leader, sorry. Um, and now we find him as a, ostensibly a leader, but he doesn't have the goods. I don't think he has the strength, the focus, the focus or for that matter, the courage. Uh, and people know this. They know that they don't have to listen to think that to know this. They just know it intuitively that he's not wrong. Well, Jay, and that's going to cost him the election next time, whether we think he should be elected or not. Jay, since when in this country, or when did it occur that we need a, an autocrat type personality? When when did that occur? Maybe uh, everyone thought Franklin Delano Roosevelt was an autocrat of sorts, but uh, can you pinpoint a time where? That became a criteria or a main criteria for selection of a president? It happened right around November 2016, I think. I mean, it was there. Mm -hmm. No, Trump, I, I agree Trump, with you. Trump, I, Trump I, I definitely it, agree with you. Know? Yeah. And, and this kind of strength is uh, what appeals to half the country anyway, um, the, the other half not. But at the end of the day, I don't think the other half, that is the Democratic half, uh, is all that impressed with the uh, Biden's style, um, his, um, what do you want to call it, raw leadership, or for that matter, his achievements in office. Um, he, he's, he's not doing um, anything that really appeals to us. And, and I think when I say us, I mean, you know, the Democratic electorate. I would vote for him to avoid having a Republican. And a lot of people feel that way, but for a lot of people, you know, in the middle, independents, on the line, um, they're not impressed. And you know what? Mm, there'll be another uh, couple of years here where we'll see the same characteristics exhibited again and again. And if I'm right about what I'm saying, you know, the, we'll have the same movie played again and again. But meanwhile, it matters a lot for November. This is a statement of, you know, of the, the Democrats and the Democratic position on things, values on things. And I'm afraid there's a lot of people in the country that take Biden as a, a guy who is not really selling 
the Democratic ticket. Mm -hmm. Well, Jay, I appreciate your honesty and admission that you would vote uh, that way. Um, I too will vote, but I will vote for a Republican just so I don't get Trump. And having uh, okay. just said that, well, a lot of people, a lot, no, a lot of people feel that Liz Cheney is is the one, <laughs> simply because she's not Trump and she's got character of her own, and she may have a you know a very right wing agenda, but it's not it's not the modern GOP agenda, the, the hijacked agenda. It's it's the old GOP agenda, which is you know a lot of us bought into that years ago, and so um, if I could be sure. Um, that voting for Liz Cheney would would stop Ron DeSantis. Um, I would vote for Liz Cheney. Yeah, yeah, good. All right, thank you, Jay. Hey, Winston, I don't know if it's me or not, but you know, I've noticed, you know, over the years we've become very um, the media has become very careful on how they oh how they label uh, individual candidates, and you know, we're we're very sensitive about uh, how we refer to race um, identifications and. Um, sexuality identifications. Um, but I noticed in the last 12 months, um, both pundits and candidates, they're just blatantly say that Joe Biden's strictly too old. He's just too old to be president of the United States. Um, number one question is, have you noticed people being fairly uh, explicit about that, which you know kind of borders on some age discrimination issues? And number two is, is Joe Biden just too old to continue on as president of the United States? Well, uh, you know, ageism is a reality, whether we want to uh, admit it or not. And, you know, Donald Trump is not a spring chicken either. Um, you've got uh, Mitch McConnell and Nancy Pelosi, and they are all octogenarians. Uh, however, we don't need to, to fire people because they're in their 80s. That's not what this is about. It's about being able to do the job and uh, reasonable accommodation. <clears throat> no one, uh, I was reading something the other day, about, uh, I think it was a quote from was it Teddy Roosevelt that said, it's, you know, uh, the presidency is for the man who can spar in the ring or something like that. <laughs> you know, right. I thought, no, uh, that, that's not what it's about. It's about having a, um, a gravitas, a, a respect of, of uh old people and children, you know, or that quote's more applicable. And so we have to remember, what was Joe Biden elected for? It, Joe Biden was elected because America had had enough of four plus years of absolute chaos and drama and trauma. And, and people just said, not in overwhelming numbers to the point where today we actually have this idea that there's this quote unquote, rematch that's not why that's not what it's about what it's about was that joe biden has reestablished a sense of normalcy to the white house he's established um, normal behavior as the standard to which uh, presidents should be held he has regained respect for america in the world uh, stage he's calm he is the baking soda that the country has needed is he sexy? Is he flashy? Is he fast? No, he's he's 80 years old. But uh, you know what? A lot of people that I really know and respect are 80 years old or older. And we don't need to discount them because they can't run around the block in three minutes. Um, now, will he be a one-term president? 
is, uh, is a different question. Um, but what he's brought back to this nation, just on the sense of normalcy and not, when was the last tweet you, you read about Joe Biden or any, when was the last statement that he made that caused you to, to raise an eyebrow? You know, uh, and some people slam him for that. And they say, oh, you need to be out here fighting every battle and, and raising your voice and screaming. No, that's what we had every minute uh, before that. So frankly, it's the one person who's just enjoyed the normalcy. Yes, do we have issues? Certainly. Has he addressed them as forcefully as people would like or that some of us might like? Uh, maybe not. But uh, on the whole, this is not even a, a contest. Has, has the media been unfair to Joe Biden and, and highlight uh, some of the criticisms about he's slow and, uh, you know, and really kind of accentuate the, 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 the age factor with Joe Biden? I think they've been reasonably fair to Joe Biden, but, uh, you know, the, if you look at the, the right wing media, of course, they talk about how he's, you know, had his uh, campaign from the basement and, and he's, you know, being held up by uh, sticks, but he's not. He's he's out there. He's traveling. He's doing what he needs to do as a president. He has a, a very competent staff. He's inherited a total um, nightmare of, on any front, no matter what you looked at. So, considering the damage he just he just walked into a, a post hurricane, basically, and it doesn't matter where he mm -hmm. turned, he had an enormous mess to clean up, and he still does. He's still right in the throes of it. So, people complain about inflation. Yes, is inflation a matter? Yes, it is. But is the integrity of the nation, the integrity of the office, our essential understanding of what this job is and how people should behave in it? If, if that's the standard that we're measuring him by, then he measures up. Is he the fighter that people want him to be or the loudmouth or uh, the obnoxious uh, bull in the China store? No, he's not. Uh, is that going to be enough to satisfy uh, Americans? I don't know that it will. And if they're just focused on inflation, well, you know, this inflation he inherited because the government, I think rightly so, pumped this economy full of money so it didn't collapse during the years of COVID, which is well before Joe Biden's time. So this is something he inherited as well. Okay. And I hope you Americans know, can bear judging uh, his record. Okay. Before we go to Jay, um, should he run for a second term? Before you go to Jay, uh, yeah. I, so that no, means a question to you. <laughs> uh, yeah, should he I, run I, for I, a second I term? I didn't have any coffee today, so um, the gentle viewer <laughs> will notice that I'm less stamped up. Uh, it, it's interesting what I've been reading, and I've I've detected just sort of a change in the tone of of the nation and in the media. If I'm if I'm reading it right, and that is that Joe Biden will run, as he said. If he, if Donald Trump is the front runner of that party, so a lot of things are still hinging on this other man's every word and action, and but we're seeing cracks all over the place. We saw, um, uh, you know, his former vice president Mike Pence was was uh, supporting a different candidate in Arizona. So these cracks are starting to come all over the place. These other folks that are saying, "Whoa, let's wake up from this nightmare that we've been in on the Republican Party and let's try and reclaim what we can." That said, Donald Trump still has an enormous grip on the imagination of a lot of people. So unfortunately, I think will Joe Biden run or should Joe Biden run 
is dependent, sadly, on whether what what's going on in Donald Trump's mind. So these hearings that we're going to have later today at two o'clock Hawaii time, if people haven't tuned in, they need to start at the beginning. This is absolutely compelling, um, required viewer viewing by the American public for anybody that cares about this nation. So in short, should he run? He needs to keep every option open, whatever he can do to continue a sense of this nation getting back on as normal of a track as we can at this point. And I don't know what that's going to look like in two, three, four, five years from now, but I would much rather have a sane, competent, calm, rational, kind individual in that office, period. Um, and if it's, if it's Liz Cheney, okay, let it be Liz Cheney. We have to remember that she voted with Donald Trump like 96% of the time on his initiatives, and these folks never really raised their Good voice. Point. For the four years, uh, we don't need to lionize them. They stood up at the, at the last minute, and they're doing what they need to do right now and should be applauded for that. But they were lockstep in, and not at the beginning, you remember, until they got smashed down and no one then spoke out. That's not what this nation is about. I, it, it's fundamentally, I think, our two-party system demanding 100% fealty to uh, the leader isn't serving us well, and it would be, but it's, and it's what certainly we opposed to the oath of office. It's what we have, so we got to deal with it. Um, yeah. Okay. Great. No Thanks, answer. Winston. Your answer. No answer. Okay, I like. I'll, I'll take a no answer. I'll, I'll, I, I'll I get them all I'll the give time. You some answers. Uh, oh, I know you will, Jay. <laughs> there are two questions before the House. One is, um, you know, is he is he going to be a one-term president? That's the title of this discussion. And the answer is yes. He can't win. Sorry. Um, well, whether it's um, Trump or somebody else, the Republicans will put someone up and, and fund that person through dark money, what have you, um, and, and they'll get their half of the votes plus, and then they'll manipulate the voting system. It won't be free and fair. And at the end of the day, Biden will not be the president for the second term. Uh, and I think that's clear. We know that. Uh, sorry, sorry, I, I don't want to burst your bubble. Well, let's, uh, let's, support second... that, let, let's support that statement with a, you know, I know poll numbers aren't always accurate and they change very quickly. But, you know, when you have 95% of the youth vote, which is to say under 28, and 95% of the youth vote says they don't want to see Joe Biden for a second term. Or you have 62, 63% of all Democrats saying they don't want to see Joe Biden as the second term nominee. Uh, do they know something? Yeah, well, they're reflecting what I'm, what I'm saying. He, yeah. You know, he, he, he doesn't have the focus on the, on the agenda. I mean, this, this, uh, this trip off to Saudi was ridiculous and of no consequence. And he was embarrassed in the, in the process. Gee whiz. I mean, none of us would have done that, really. Um, the other, and I could go on and cite you additional circumstances, but the second question that you posed is, should he run? Ken, I actually wrote a commentary about that very question. And the answer is, you know, there are 330 million people in this country. Are, are we saying there's nobody but Joe Biden who can run a Democratic ticket the next time? No, we can't say that. There are other people. And, uh, you know, what, what I think his greatest mistake is not providing for a succession. There's no reason why uh, Joe Biden can't provide for a succession. This is what you do when you can see that, A, you are getting weak. You're not doing a great job in, in the minds of the public or the world. Uh, and, and B, you know, you need fresh, fresh blood in there. So you arrange for a succession. 
And um, he isn't doing that. He should have done that a while ago, but he isn't doing it now either. And, he, you know, he's holding, he's dangling the possibility that he'll run. This is hurting not only him, it, it's hurting the Democratic Party and ultimately the country. He's got to wrap his arm around somebody who will succeed him. Uh, I don't think that should be Kamala Harris, but somebody in the field who would be a good candidate to beat Trump and to beat DeSantis and, and to um, have the moral high ground that Winston likes. I mean, yes, this is achievable, but we just have to have somebody, may I say, younger, maybe a little smarter, um, maybe a little more focused, maybe a, a little more strong in terms of his appeal and his gravitas. We need that, and he's not making any effort that I can see to provide us with a, a potential successor. He could, he should, but he isn't. Right. Uh, you know, there's been some talk, and God forbid that this show should dwell on speculation. We are an editorial program, uh, commentary program. Uh, is Joe Biden waiting to see if Donald Trump runs or not? Is that a big part of his decision making uh, as uh, whether or not he goes for a second term? Jay? Well, I, yes, the answer is he is waiting. I, I agree with that. And I, you've said it and Winston has said it. But, but um, I, I don't think he should. I think he should you know, do this succession plan right now and start putting his arm around the shoulder of somebody who can succeed him. It Wouldn't that make not... him a lame duck president? For the next two years? Well, he's got he's to handle it in a way that it doesn't. There's no reason why he can't be a real president, but also um, look into the future. Um, I mean, you know, if, if it was any of us, we could manage that, that problem, that issue, and we could remain president, but also talk into the future. You know, I, I, I would like to hear him be stronger. I would like to hear him talk about what happens uh, after the flood, so to speak. At Premois, Le Deluge, remember that? It was Louis XVI said that, I'm sorry. Um, I just read his book last week, so I know exactly what you're talking about. There should be no, <laughs> Louis XVI, there should be no, no, um, you know, flood after Biden. He should set things yeah. up, you know. I think the people in Europe are, 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 losing, um, are losing confidence in the sense that they look at the United States and they say, oh, Biden, you know, he, he's, not unable to do this, that, and the other thing, but he's not planning a succession. After him, maybe it's Trump, DeSantis, somebody else who uh, opposes international cooperation. Um, and so what are we going to do then? Should we have a coalition we know is going to be under fire by the United States as the originator uh, in, in uh, 2024? If I were a European, I would worry about that issue, and I'm sure they are. So Biden has got to give them some confidence about the succession of power in the United States. He's not doing that. And, and I fear that they fear uh, what will happen. Let me, let me follow up on something. If Joe Biden were to announce that he really is not going to run for a second term, that would communicate to the Republicans that, uh-oh, they might get a strong, strong candidate in as a nominee wouldn't that help the GOP run away from Donald Trump as far as the party's nominee? Maybe so. It is what it is. I right mean, now, I think they think they could beat Joe Biden in a matchup, a, a second matchup. I'm pretty sure GOP thinks we could take him this time. But if Joe Biden were to do the country a favor and, and not announce a second term, 
uh, speculation would force the GOP's hand to say, hey, we got to get a real candidate. Donald Trump's not that one. This kind of contingent planning, um, you know, I, I don't think it works. I think the transparency is better. Uh, if he's going to make it a one-term presidency, um, then he should say so. If he's going to have somebody to follow him, he should say so. So, I mean, if, if the three of us got together and decided how he would cast a one-term presidency, uh, it's not like we would be unable to do that. He would say, here, I got, uh, what, two and a half years more. Uh, here's what I'm going to do. Um, this is my agenda. And I'm, I, I know I'm going to run into trouble with the Republicans, but it's on their head uh, that there's going to be more storms and extreme weather. It's on their head uh, that we're going to have all these social problems resulting in uh, the Roe v. Wade issue. Um, it's on their head that we're going to have all these shootings in all these schools. I'm trying, and this is my agenda. I hope you come along with me. This is what I want to achieve before my four years are up. Um, you know, it's not like these guys are running for life and nobody can make that assumption or for that matter, running for two terms. We've had too many two term presidents, in my opinion. Uh, so what he's got to do is make a, an interdirected decision about what his agenda will be for how long he's in office and then, you know, try to convince people it's right and they should follow him. I don't think that um, the question of succession enters into that. He should be speaking from his heart and speaking from, what do you want to call it, a connection with the public. All right. Great answer, Jay. Uh, Winston, I'm going to kind of repeat the question is, would Joe, uh, excuse me, Joe Biden be giving the nation a favor by forcing the GOP's hand to select a different candidate than, than Donald Trump? Uh, do you agree with uh, the chess uh, game maneuver that I just suggested? Or, or do you agree with Jay that, you know, Joe Biden should just be more transparent and announce his true intentions and not, not wait for Donald Trump? Well, there's, there's reality. And I, I, like, I like what Jay had to say. And it makes, it makes a, a good sense is that if he continues on with this calm, steady grandfather of, of the nation as it is right now, um, that he could make a moral pitch for the, that he's he's essentially a caretaker government while we while we repair our wounds and get and and rebuild and and just become a stabilized country and that he says this is uh, you know I'm I'm upholding the best that vision for America for itself while you all figure out have the people that the, the the reformed people uh, on the right who say yeah actually that was just a, a bad dream and we are going back to principled conservatism, and it would allow for um, some succession on, on uh, uh, the Democrat side as well. And we have to remember that there was a pretty robust build of candidates in 2020 uh, before Joe Biden came to the top, and that wasn't really uh, uh, a, a for sure thing that he was going to until South Carolina, which I thought was interesting. And Donald Trump viewed him as his main threat, as he still does now. But if the question were posed to people, you know, you mentioned about the number of uh, Gen Z's or, or, or under 28s that don't want Joe Biden to run, 60% of Americans don't want Donald Trump to run either. So it might just be like, a, you know what, we had enough of that out with the old, in with the new. Joe Biden's going to be there for a couple more years. He can just keep the ship steady at the helm or even just sitting in the harbor without letting it sink. Um, interesting uh, article that was just about this that, that um, uh, editorial by Jennifer Rubin in Washington Post on July 19th, which was just yesterday, 
And it was whether or not Biden runs, he must not bank on Trump. And uh, as she says, uh, that uh, it's, it's a short article, but he says his greatest service to the country was defeating Trump and establishing a normal presidency and that any minimally competent Democrats should be able to beat Trump if he focuses or she focuses on one question. Do we really want to relive the Trump years? And the thing is, is Trumpism doesn't need Donald Trump anymore. You've got DeSantis, you've got uh, Christine Noem, you've got all over the country This is just sprung up. So do we want to relive that with the personality of it? Absolutely not. The question of, of the thinking behind it is still going to be there. Uh, but her, I, I do recommend that people go to that Washington Post article, but he says, you know, actually, Joe's performance, Joe Biden's performance, he's rallied NATO against Russia, um, appointed, uh, appointed a lot of really great federal judges, massive vaccination campaign, overseas an economy that is not collapsing. Uh, it's far better than his putrid poll numbers suggest, as she says. But uh, she also suggests that there are challenges that would be well served by Joe Biden doing something like uh, like Jay suggests, which is sort of stepping back and saying, you know, folks, I get it. Um, and maybe this was just designed to be a one-term presidency. Um, and I don't need to hold out that, that idea that I'm going to do this anymore. And it may just open the floodgates to, to compare anybody to Donald Trump if he says, oh, well, I'm going to run now. Well, I don't think that the, maybe the appetite for him has, that ship has sailed too. And if I'm just sort of reading these, these cracks in the cup, it may be that time that that happens. The Republicans have a very, um, a lot of strong people on their side. I will give that uh, to them. And, and so there's no shortage of good, uh, of, not, of, uh, of strong candidates on that side. But maybe this opens it up so that we might be looking at new people. She suggests, uh, you know, uh, Pete Buttigieg and Amy Klobuchar. But I think you've got a lot of others like the Gavin Newsom's that she doesn't even mention here or... Uh, you know, a, a Beto O'Rourke or something where he might be a, a strong like vice presidential candidate. But she says it's not a shoe in for Kamala, but by throwing it open, the cream will rise to the top. Okay, great. Well, you know, Jay, I wanted to ask you another question, but it looks like we're almost out of time. But I'm going to ask it anyway. Um, you know, I suggested that by announcing now that he wouldn't run for a second term, he'd be a lame duck. Uh, isn't he already a lame duck, thanks to Joe Manchin? Yeah. Manchin made him a lame, lame duck on day one. Yeah. All, all okay. the significant initiatives that have been sidetracked by Manchin. Manchin is a Republican in, dis so, in disguise. So, um, yeah, he is a lame duck, and it'll be okay. more so, the case. Not only so, is he a lame duck, but everything he does is subject to criticism um, by the right wing. Everything he does. So that's the good, going to you know, paint, characterize the rest of his term. By the way, uh, let me take a moment and react to Winston's uh, suggestion. I, I just had an idea. Okay, if if Biden said, "Hey, I, I want mm, Pete Buttigieg to be my successor. I'm going to put my arm around him and I'm going to recommend him to you," that would be a mistake. Um, it reminds me of what happened in one of the big companies here in Hawaii uh, when the uh, the fellow who was in charge said, "I don't know which of these individuals." is going to succeed. But I'm going to set up a competition between the two of them. Uh, and, and we'll see the best, best man or woman wins. And he did. And that's the way it worked. And the competition was limited to the candidates, so to speak, 
um, that he identified. If you just have one, it, it makes people nervous. If you have two, then you're setting up a kind of election between the two and it excludes um, anyone else, or at least it, it could exclude anyone else. So what I'm thinking is this, you don't go out on the front page and say, I am suggesting uh, A or A and B to be my successes. What you do is you call them in. For example, if Judge was uh, somebody that Biden wanted to um, promote, he would call him in for a special consultation and he would get that in the newspaper. Um, if, um, if, if Gavin Newsom was somebody he wanted to promote, uh, he'd call him in and he'd talk with him and he'd have pictures of him and Gavin together in the Oval Office. And he'd do that every 60, 90 days. And the message would get out pretty quickly because all the wags in the press would be, you know, making some kind of expectation on that. That's the way he should do it. It's not a matter of being explicit. It's a matter of being proximate. And it's not just one person, it's a couple of hand-selected people. And that would be the message that, that the public is waiting for. All righty. We have run out of time, so uh, let's wrap up. Winston, your final thought. I agree with exactly what Jay is saying. Uh, I don't know if I would, he, he, he should not say, here's my, my successor, even though it's got you know Biden-Harris everywhere. Uh, he, our country's all about the best and the brightest floating to the top, right? The cream cut rises to the top. So let's open this up to people that we might not have considered. When you think about like like a uh, Pete uh, Buttigieg, who was a, a tiny mayor's town uh, town mayor that has had rose to national prominence, no one could have predicted that. We may have the same thing again uh, in this next election, but the idea that's, that people are started uh, being invited to the White House just to have thoughts of from thought leaders of of the uh, nominal uh, uh, folks that could win this race. Absolutely. Start bringing them. I wouldn't say 60 to 90 days. I'd say every week, uh, have them come in in rotation just to get their thoughts on things. Is he, is he a lame duck president? Yes. That's okay. Everybody understands that, that there's gridlock. Nothing's going to happen. I, if they can pass this uh, election reform bill that just came out today, this morning, that just says, hey, you can't overturn these elections uh, willy-nilly like this. Uh, if we can get those sort of basic structures in, and I think there is an appetite for that, if there can be the most minor stimulus bill, I think there's an appetite for that. But really, again, he's a caretaker president to get us back into normalcy. So while we don't have any expectations of him that are very high at this point, if he is just, the expectation is that he is baking soda, he is calming us down, he's returning us to normalcy. So whatever comes about in 2020, uh, or will be at least folks with a grip on reality, kindness, uh, mm -hmm. a, a pitch towards all of America, leading our nation as a nation rather than uh, these uh, weird, the, the, the weird situation that's developed because of what we had uh, for the prior four years. So uh, that is my hope is that uh, he could do something like that and that we just accept reality as it is and try and move forward as we rebuild from the chaos that we just experienced. Great points. You know, I like the fact that you said a caretaking president. Uh, yeah, he's a care caretaker. And four years is probably enough of caretaking. Jay, your final thoughts. Well, I, I actually think he, he ought to, uh, uh, Joe Biden ought to invite the three of us into the Oval Office once in a while for advice. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> or at the very least, Tim, that we send him a link to this show. Because I think there's some real resonance here in what we've been discussing. It really, our discussion here cuts through a lot of the fog 
and uh, it would be good advice for Biden to take. I, and this time, I want to be clear, I, I agree with at least some of the things that Winston has said. Good. I never, ever, ever disappointed <laughs> in comments made on this show. So guess what? We've run out of time. And I'd like to thank our guest, Winston Welch, my co-host, Jay Fidel. Unfortunately, Cynthia Lee Sinclair could not make it today, but I hope to see her next week. And I hope to see you view in and join us all at uh, American Issues, take one, next Thursday, 11 o'clock. Won't you join us? And until then, I'm Tim Apicella, your host. Aloha. Thank you so much for watching Think Tech Hawaii. If you like what we do, please like us and click the subscribe button on YouTube and the follow button on Vimeo. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn, and donate to us at thinktechhawaii.com. Mahalo.